Hey Wofford fans, Phil Marcello here, welcoming you into Conquer and Prevail, Tracking the Terriers, presented by Pinnacle Hospitality. Each week on Conquer and Prevail, we will check in with various Wofford Athletic staff members to see what they are doing to keep their programs ready for action. Terrier fans, welcome to Conquer and Prevail. In light of the Southern Conference canceling fall sports on Thursday, we felt this would be a good opportunity to bring on our Director of Athletics here at Wofford. So now we welcome on Richard Johnson. Richard, thanks for taking a minute or a couple minutes out of your day today. Thanks, Phil. Glad to, glad to help. Now, we obviously wish, you know, we're talking about more upbeat stuff, but let's start with the decision. Can you tell us a little bit more about the process? Obviously, you know, the fans out there and student athletes don't really know, you know, exactly how things went. Yeah, so it, it's been it's been a gradual process. Uh, I would say that um, you know in June there was never any thought to a postponement or cancellation of the season. Uh, as we started to get into late June and, and the external environment changed, uh, we started having conversations about uh, what would a delayed uh, season look like, and we had pretty much uh, drafted plans for a, a delayed start. So we were uh, anticipating playing in late uh, September, early October, uh, and looking at a conference-only model. Um, and we thought, we felt pretty good about that. We thought we were gonna be able to accomplish that. Uh, <clears throat> and then again, as this external situation continued to uh, evolve, uh, we got into a situation where, uh, I guess it really came to start coming to a head uh, a week ago last Tuesday when the NCAA Board of Governors came out uh, with some uh, what, what had been recommendations and turned them into requirements. And we all had a hard time uh, meeting those, those rec, uh, requirements. Uh, there was some open-ended liability we were uncertain about. Uh, and then the medical situation became a little more cloudy and uh, culminating with, a, uh, with two calls on uh, Wednesday and Thursday, ADs on Wednesday, presidents on Thursday, and uh, the advice of our medical committee for, of the Southern Conference was that we not play. I think you just touched on it somewhat, but is there any one thing that you can point to that was the most critical factor and, hey, we, we have to put this off, we have to cancel for now? I think just the doubt about the health and safety of our student athletes, honestly. We, we had all felt good about it. We had protocols in place. We, we, just, we just felt really good about where we were. And, uh, but then uh, when, uh, as you met the Big Ten and, and the Pac-12, uh, they started having concerns about um, myocarditis. Their, their medical teams uh, said, this is a real, this is something real, and we need to be concerned about it. And, and they pulled the plug at that time. Uh, and we studied it and, and talked about it. And uh, uh, plus, the other thing was the testing requirements. Uh, it was a, a very stringent testing program. Uh, it was gonna be very cost prohibitive in, to some schools. Uh, but more importantly than that, than the cost even, was just the logistics of getting them done. Uh, were we able to get those done in a timely fashion? Uh, and some of the schools in the league didn't think they could. And you just, you just spoke a little bit on it. I was gonna ask you a question about our partnership with Spartanburg Regional. Every school was gonna have hurdles to jump through, including ours. But can you tell the, the Terrier fans a little bit more about that resource and that partnership that we have? It is an absolutely invaluable resource. Uh, our, our team physicians, uh, Dr. Cole, Dr. Kana, uh, they, they are actually Spartan Regional employees. 
our sports medicine staff, as well as our sports performance staff are some Barton regional employees. Uh, it, it's just a wonderful relationship um, and, and we get uh, incredible care. Uh, for those of us in the Spartanburg community, um, you don't realize and you don't know what an asset Spartanburg Regional is until you have a family member sick and that you need to avail yourself of their expertise. And, uh, and, and it's just, it just incredible. And uh, so, yes, they were very instrumental in helping guide us through the process uh, individually as an institution. But then for the uh, conference as a whole, uh, there were representatives of, of, of five different uh, medical, uh, uh, well, five different medical providers were on the call uh, that the uh, sports medicine committee met with and the commissioner, and then they relayed that information to the presidents and the, and the ADs. I think I have an idea what your answer might be, but what was the most difficult part of making this decision? And the difficult thing was the finality for our student athletes and for our coaches who've worked so hard and so many hours in um, and uh, you know nobody made that decision lightly and uh, you know we, we passed our recommendations on to the to the presidents and, and they debated for for quite some time uh, and 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 we came out um, in a place where a lot of people have come out uh, on the side of the, the health and safety of the student athletes and um, I don't think there's any it, there's no accident that a lot of people arrived at that same conclusion uh, so, and, and, and again, everybody's situation is different, uh, but for the Southern Conference, we felt this was the right decision. We obviously work in athletics, but we are a part of the college. What is the biggest priority right now for Wofford College as a whole? The biggest priority is keeping our students, and which our, our student athletes happen to be students first, and to keep them safe and to bring them back for in-person learning. I mean, that's the liberal arts model. and, and uh, I think that's what Wofford has done well for over 150 years. And so it's very important that we have face-to-face -face learning, uh, that we, we, have, we have small classes, that that's what makes uh, the educational experience here so, um, so valuable, uh, the one-on-one -on -one attention. Uh, so we wanna make that a safe environment. We're doing our part, uh, uh, conference rooms, meeting rooms, uh, indoor stadium, you know, we're, we're, gonna, we're gonna be transformed. Those will be classrooms uh, for the fall. And so um, uh, that's our number one goal. Get our students here, get them here safely, and, and to keep them here. An obvious question I would think is, is on a lot of people's minds is, what do we know about winter sports potentially starting on time? And then do we have more discussions about fall going into the spring or what is that looking like? A lot, uh, you know, so, so it, it just, in order, uh, winter sports, we're, we're, we're starting to think about that because they're, they're, they're I mean, that's basketball, basically, what we're talking about, and indoor track. But um, um, we're trying to do everything we can, and, and, and excuse me, go ahead, rifle. Uh, but we're trying to do everything we can uh, to make it such that uh, it, it's safe for those student-athletes to participate. Um, and uh, honestly, the, the NCAA basketball tournament, the men's tournament, is hugely important to, to the NCAA, to all the members. Uh, so what does that look like? So there's a lot of discussions ongoing in Indianapolis and across the country. Uh, men's basketball oversight committee is, is grappling with this. Will there be an adjustment to the, to the schedule? Uh, possibly. Uh, but they're, they're going to see what happens. And, and we'll see when we get back on our campuses this fall, which, you know, students are starting to matriculate back to campus. We'll see how that goes. Uh, <clears throat> and then for the spring, 
we're still waiting for some guidance. So they've kind of left it open-ended. So, um, you know, you can play some games in the fall. Well, how many, or can you play both? I mean, some people want to play a, an SEC team in the fall one game. Well, how does that work? Uh, it, you know, it, it's very complicated. And uh, everybody's trying to answer that until we get the, the you know, guidance from uh, the appropriate committees on the NCAA. It's going to be hard to, to know, you know, just for example, will the NCAA conduct spring championships or the, or, or more correctly put, the fall championships in the spring? And if they do, uh, then, uh, you know, so let's just take football. We have to schedule back from when the NCAA would have the FCS playoffs. And then we would get our season in. So that would determine our start date. Uh, and then logistically, the NCAA having to conduct spring and fall championships at the same time, you know, that's all, that requires an enormous amount of bandwidth, Phil. A lot of the same people, uh, say, for example, on the, on the football committee, uh, it work on the baseball committee in the spring. So, uh, and they run the baseball championship. So that, it, there's just a lot of things that we got to work through. Uh, we just knew we couldn't do it in the fall, and we're trying to do uh, whatever we can to give our student athletes the most positive experience in the spring. Now, in all this decision making, yourself, the other athletic directors, presidents, and the conference had weekly, if not daily, talks. I would assume, do you expect that communication to be similar as we approach what we hope is, is the winter sports season? No question. I mean, literally, I talked with my colleagues uh, the last month, more often I've talked with my wife. I mean, we. <laughs> We were on the phone. I mean, at night. I mean, at one colleague, I'm I'm on the phone with him at 10 o'clock at night, and 7:30 there's a phone call again in the morning, and 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 we just we just needed to pick each other's brains and talk about things and and uh, and come up with new ideas and and ways to try to salvage the fall. And um, you know, uh, you, you're let's just again. I don't want to focus on football because this affects our soccer's. This affects our volleyball. Uh, and, 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 you know, uh, both second year head coaches, Emily Grant, Joel Tyson, uh, and Lindsey Ruse has done a great job with volleyball. We wanted to give them an opportunity to play. But, but if you just look at football, you know, three-time Southern Conference champion, uh, three straight, and then four straight playoff appearances. I mean, we, we wanted to play. This, is, this isn't something that, that we take. We take football very seriously here, uh, but we also take the health and safety uh, and of our student athletes and the entire student body here at Wofford very, very uh, seriously. And you mentioned it earlier, there are a lot of measures that the school's taking, the athletic department's taking to prepare and hopefully have a safe environment for students on campus. But is there something to an individual that's watching this? What, what can we all do to help chip in, even if it's just a little bit, so that we can have students safe on campus? Right there, Phil, wear your terrier mask, that, that'll do it. Uh, if, if you can wear your terrier mask or, or any mask and, uh, and, and get this thing under control. Uh, unfortunately, I woke up this morning and uh, I asked for my morning briefing from my little Amazon dot Echo. And, uh, and uh, she told me that the uh, Centers for Disease Control and Dr. Redfield predicted this could be a horrible fall. Uh, certainly the worst one in 100 years. So that's not a, a, a fun way to wake up, uh, but it's a realistic prop possibility. So uh, if we'll all do our part, uh, if we'll all do what we're supposed to do and help get this thing under control, we, we, we're, we're dying to get back to normal. We, 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 you know, I, I want to hug my grandchildren again. 
you know, I, I, I can't, hadn't done that since February. So uh, it's a, it's something we're all trying to do. It's something we're all trying to navigate. Uh, and I think if our fans, you know, if they can continue to support us um, uh, by making donations or just, you know, buying tickets when we get back going again, uh, we are going to take somewhat of a financial hit. Uh, but, but because of the, 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 the way that our, our CFO, Chris Gardner, and Nave Sam had the way they've managed our budget and our resources, uh, I think we, we, it's going to be a manageable a decrease and and we can we can manage it but uh, uh, I, I think it's it's that we're all concerned about the financial aspects of it uh, but that's secondary to the, the safety component eventually things are, are going to get better so we'll kind of maybe end on this if there's something that you could tell our student athletes our coaches and our fans just moving forward and in the future of Wofford College well, uh, you know, in the future, they'll have great stories to tell their children or grandchildren because this is a hopefully once in every hundred year occurrence. Uh, but I think moving forward, um, we're going to merge in a better place. You know, there's a lot going on in the country today uh, with COVID and, and some social change and social unrest. Uh, and I think if we all work through it and work together, uh, we're going to be just fine. We're all in this together. We've got to do it as as we always have. I think what what makes remark, uh, Wofford's uh, story is remarkable. Its athletic history is remarkable, and we've all done it together. A lot of people making a lot of contributions over a long period of time, and, uh, and that's what's made it special, and that's why we're where we are. We'll continue to do that, and we'll emerge on the other side, I think, stronger. Richard, thanks for your time. This is great to, be, to get some more insight. Hopefully, people will be able to watch this and, and feel better about the future moving forward. Uh, I know all of us see the work you put in on a day-to-day -day basis, so I appreciate everything, and uh, thanks for joining us again. Happy to do it, and if anybody has questions, I'm happy to talk anytime. Thanks a lot, Phil. Pinnacle Hospitality is an award-winning hospitality company based in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Their growing portfolio of internationally recognized hotels include Hilton Worldwide, Marriott International, Intercontinental Hotels Group, and Wyndham Hotels. Their burgeoning restaurant endeavors are poised to create a uniquely and locally inspired social dining experience. As a full service management company, their team provides expert management for owners and asset managers. This expert management is carried forward through Pinnacle's vision and mission.